start recording. Let's go. We're going to get the finale. I'm actually going to faint. Dress. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> so please, scared. please don't. I, I, we, we do need you. <laughs> I know, I know. I have to be here for season four. <laughs> Big spike. Awesome. Okay. Welcome everyone to the last episode of Amnesia. I am so excited uh, that I finally get to finish this. Um, so I'm probably just as excited as you all are nervous. <laughs> that being said, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to Fae Finders, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast navigating listeners into the vague and supernatural. My name is Kai, and I will be your dungeon master for this last episode of Campaign Amnesia. And with me today, I have the amazing Amancio. Uh, who am I? <laughs> just kidding. We figured that out already. <laughs> <laughs> the joyous Jupiter. Hi, I'm terrified. Good. <laughs> the kind Caitlin. Keep your fingers crossed for us, guys. And of course, last but not least, the stupendous Sam. Thank you for joining us for the finale. I hope we don't die. Me too. Or, you know, you might, but it's fine. Oh, panic and With stress. Said, <laughs> With that said, let's get into this final episode. Alright, so to give a quick recap, uh, you guys have been through quite the adventure already. Uh, having woken up with absolutely no memories, you were able to piece together bit by bit as you made your way across the land of Jaisalu, uh, reuniting with old family, old friends, and as well as rebuilding bonds between the four of you, um, having learned why you were sent to that cave that you woke up in to begin with, uh, it became very clear that you needed to go back and as quickly as possible to stop whatever it was awaited you there. And as you said your final goodbyes at the castle within the city of Jaylin, you teleported to the city of uh, the Newport Kalem 
And that is where we left you. So, you guys feel that instant tug as you are lifted off your feet and pulled through, setting down to a dark room. There's no lights. uh, And there's only that brief flash as you guys uh, are kind of shunted into this space here from the magical uh, teleportation circle. And you can't, like those with dark vision can can make out that uh, it is a, a small room, just big enough for, um, for the teleportation sigil that has been etched into the ground, um, as well as uh, a couple shelves that are lined with a few uh, what look to be magical ingredients. Uh, there's a couple jars, a couple um, stacks of paper, things like that. But uh, it's kind of hard to tell as there is no light bleeding through any kind of window. Can I roll to find a door? (laughs) Uh, I mean, you can look around and see that there is a door behind you guys. (laughs) Um, Can I really quickly specifically look for scrolls that would be like, mass cure wounds ish healing scrolls uh sure um if you're gonna make an investigation check in the dark uh do so with disadvantage okay even with dark vision uh yes can can i light a a torch to assist oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) great so is that just like negating the disadvantage just normal yeah, just a normal roll then. Okay, that is 15. 15, okay. Um, so you're kind of going through uh, some of the stacks of paper here. You do not see any kind of scrolls or any kind of tomes, anything that holds any kind of uh, magical like spells or um, texts or anything like that. It more so just looks like supplies for um like a wizard or um a sorcerer who would need like certain aspects in order to perform spells okay well seems we are at the beginning of the end before we go in i just want to at the risk of being that bitch i want to thank you all for our adventure and for the the good times that we had along the way. And we're all going to make it out of here alive. I'm going to give a very pointed look to Nia. Nia just kind of sighs really deep and like rubs her eyes a bit. No matter what end this holds, I couldn't imagine fighting alongside anyone besides you three. It's an honor. Well, I mean, that that's pretty easy to say when your, your memories are are a little bit spotty and and not all too fresh, but I, I appreciate the sentiment all the same, and I, I feel the same way. I'm going to put my hand on Nisha's shoulder and also on Nia's shoulder and then look at Farron and kind of be like, join the circle too. I, Farron also puts his hand out on whoever's shoulder will complete the chain. Thank you all for taking this journey with me. 
I wouldn't have it any other way, Nia. Now All let's right. go kick some Beltog ass. Here, <laughs> here. Huzzah. All right, so as you uh, exit through the door of the room, you find yourself uh, stepping out into a darkened uh, area that has actually quite a number of different kind of items scattered throughout. Uh, and quickly upon you know, investigation, you find that this is a store of some kind. Where, in fact, did we pop into? This doesn't give the essence of the mountain in which we were meant to go to. Well, let's not look a gift horse in the mouth. Nisha's going to start perusing the wares of this shop to see if there's any armor that is better grade than what she's wearing. Uh, sure. Make an investigation check. 17? Okay, uh, 17. So, you uh, make quick work. Um, it The store is actually very well laid out. Um, you've got, you know, uh, weapons in one area, armor in another, um, magical items in another, and uh, simple items in another part of the store. Um, you do quickly get the sense that a lot of the armor as well as the weapons here are more uh, basic grade stuff and are more so fitted for like your average adventurer not necessarily like you know somebody who's about to go and and fight a god trat potions 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 and then you're just gonna start searching to see if she sees any health potions or anything that would give the group of buff. Okay. Um, I will say we'll hold on to your investigation check. Uh, roll a d6. Six. Six. Okay. Um, so you end up finding uh, two regular potions of healing. And you find... Um, oh, sorry. One second. I had a list here, and now it's gone. <laughs> okay, so yes, yeah, so sorry. You find uh, two potions of, two regular potions of healing, as well as a um, elixir of health, and a potion of heroism. All right. Upon finding them, Nisha is going to tuck the potion of heroism and the elixir of health onto her person and then she's going to hand one of the regular potions of healing to Celine and one of the potions of healing to Nia. Don't let us fall in an untimely manner. Indeed. Is there anyone who is not wearing armor? Um, I don't think I am, actually. <laughs> My AC is only 10. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, I don't think uh, you had any armor on you, but if you do want, there are some, like, very simple uh, 
very simple cloth armor or leather armor that um, is scattered around or is like on display in the store here. So if you wanted to pick something up, then you could always give yourself a little bit more. I would love that. Can I get a studded leather armor? Uh, are sorcerers able to wear studded leather armor? I think that's a basic one. I don't know. Regular leather will get me up to 11. Yes, uh, that is correct. But let's just see here. Studded would be um, 12. I, th- I think they can. Because let's see here. They can do. Uh, I I don't think that they are able to do studded leather. Oh my gosh, I can talk. Hi. That's okay. <laughs> okay, then I'll just take a regular leather and have 11. Okay. Sounds good. Yay for me. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else that you guys are looking for? I think that's good. Okay. Uh, Farron, Nia, is there anything in specific that you would be looking for? Um, no, not that I can think of. Um, I don't think so, no. Okay. Sounds good. Um. So, you guys grab your wares. Are you heading out into the streets or out the door? Yes. Uh, yeah. hmm Okay. So, you guys uh, head out the door. Um, you do have to unlock it because it is locked. Um, no, but as door. you step... Yeah, I know, right? Doors. Evil things. Um, as you guys do step out into the dark streets... Uh, you come to realize very quickly that you recognize these streets. Um, it is the streets of Newport Kilam near the Star Square. Um, and while normally you recall the streets being busy in this area despite the time of night, uh, tonight there is nobody on the streets. And it is very dark. Uh, no lanterns are lit, and um, there is not a soul in sight. Well, it's a little quiet, don't you think? Tis clearly time for us to start getting our task done. I think, well, we're actually still quite a few days away from the equinox, so. This is a little bit of a poor omen if they've cleared the streets because there's going to be the event tonight. So actually, we made perfect timing. We're early. All right. So where are you guys headed? Can I try to remember if I had a teleportation um, ring or link to the mountain itself or if we have to walk? Uh, you do not have a teleportation link to the mountains. Um, if you recall, it was initially Zeriel that had, uh, tree walked you guys from yep. the mountains to the town. So unless you were to find somebody to take you, uh, you would have to walk. Can I just throw it out there and try to message Zeriel? Mental link? 
and just say, hey, would you be able to pop us back up to the mountain? We're going to be trying one more time to get this mission complete. Um, one second. I just want to quickly double check something. Ten times your level. Uh, okay. Sure. Um, yeah, if you want to throw it out and see if you can, uh, connect with Zeriel. Yeah, just going to throw it out there. Sure. Um, you, so you relay the, the message mentally to Zeriel and for almost a minute, it's quiet. And then you hear, Soline, is that you? Yes, dear, it is. Um, we're kind of in need of a little bit of a help to get back up to the mountain. Would you be a dear and be of assistance, if possible? No, it's it's night and everyone's asleep. Yes, it kind of has to be now. Ugh. Okay. Thank Where you. are you? We're right in the Star Square of Newport, Killam. Oh, you're... Oh, you're... Okay. Okay. I'll be there. Give me a bit. Thank you. We'll just wait right here. All right. And uh, she doesn't She doesn't say anything more, but um, she has now, hopefully, uh, gotten up and is making her way to you guys. But uh, other than that... You are currently uh, standing in the streets that are dark with no light and no one around you. Are you just waiting for Zeriel to come or are you guys doing anything in in particular while you wait? I'm just going to let everybody know that we have a ride (laughs) because otherwise we're just standing there. (laughs) Friends. I've contacted Zeriel. She will uh, bring us back to the mountain as she did the first time we were on this mission. So we just must wait for a moment. Sweet. Well, I mean, I if... Think, I think maybe we should wait till morning. Obviously, everything is more active at night. Going now might, I don't know, maybe give the demon an advantage. Well, it's, it's going to be pretty dark down there no matter when we go. True, and I wonder if this would be an act of surprise. The sooner we go, the faster that we can get it done, and less time for Baltog to prepare to break the seal. Agreed. Unless you have a particular reason you wish to wait. I don't know, just last chance to rest, and who knows how long Zeriel will take. I suppose we can short rest here until she gets here. I have a hunch cereal's gonna be up pretty quick. We're we're pretty used to dropping everything and going where I come from. While everyone's kind of discussing what they'd like to do, Nisha is kind of off to the side, like maybe like five feet next to everyone, kind of doing some dynamic stretches. <laughs> She's like practicing sword movements, getting her muscles warmed up just in case they get there and the show starts then. Okay. <laughs> so, um, you guys do uh, sit around for a little bit, roughly about half an hour or so, 
Um, but eventually you do see Zeriel kind of walking through the streets, uh, rubbing the sleep from her eyes. Just tell me again why you guys want to go in the middle of the night. Zeriel, well, it's a surprise attack. Yeah, you see, demons are especially susceptible to surprise attacks. They, uh, well, they're they're not used to surprises much. No one's ever thrown a demon a surprise birthday party. So the sooner we get up there, the more surprise we have. Uh, and the more surprise we have, the less likely we are to die. And it definitely will be a party. <laughs> I get that and all, but, um, you, you, you do remember that there is one little, one little problem. Oh, the Night Stalker. Yes, we know. Don't worry about that. Unless we should worry about that, but we already know that it is another god of sorts. I can easily I can talk him down. He'll be fine. Okay. Okay. Well, how's this then? I'll open up the tree, uh, but I'm not going through, so One you guys are going to be on your own. Understood. Understood. Okay. Okay. Everyone is, well, not having a good time. It's fine. Uh, sorry. The Fallen kind of attacked here yesterday, and that was a first. Um, we gotta, we gotta go outside town. We gotta find a tree, so. Sorry, sorry. The, the Fallen attacked here? At Newport Calan? Yeah. What? Well, uh, not in the city, but the, the, well, they tried to get in. They attacked the surrounding farms. Yeah. I'm so sorry. It's okay. We we handled them. It was fine. Right, well, I think this is just more indicative that Baltog is rising early. Exactly. And if we're successful, then the Fallen won't be bothering you anymore. I think that's what we're all hoping. So, yeah. Uh... If you guys want to go now, let's let's go. Because uh, getting out of the city is not going to be easy once day daybreak comes. So, yeah, let's um this way. And she starts making her way towards the uh, the city gates to the uh, east. Thank you so much for everything. No problem. Just make sure that if you guys all live, uh. My name is mentioned, and if you guys all die, well, then, um, well, yeah. You'll be the you first to find out. Story. Yeah. Zeriel, and I, I place my hand on Zeriel's shoulder. Zeriel, I, I, I really can't thank you enough. I know it's weird that I came out of the mountains with no memory, and then you brought me home, which is a place that I hadn't been in a long time, and regained my memories and then I, I just kind of took off, but none of it would have been possible without you. So I just want to say I love you very much, and I give her a big hug. She kind of stands there shocked for a moment, and she's just like, oh, uh, thank, thank you. Um, well, uh, glad, glad I was able to help. Just, um, if you live, maybe maybe you just give me a promise. Yeah, what's that? Come visit me. Yeah, uh, of course. And hey, you uh, you tell Dad that I I love him too. All right. You tell him yourself. I'll try my best. Good. And she 
gives you a quick hug back before continuing on. So she leads you guys uh, out the city walls. Uh, You do notice that there is some guards that have been stationed, um, but they... They're not as heavily presenced as they had been when you first came back to the city after leaving the mountain. And um, you can definitely, now that you've hit the the city perimeter here with the walls, um, you can see that there is actually quite a bit of damage that has been sustained. Um, a lot of it looks like it's been, for lack of a better term, clawed away. Um, there are huge gouges in the uh, the stone wall that surround the city, as well as you can see that there is um, quite a number of uh, deformed bodies and uh, humanoid bodies that are being kind of moved um, to different areas uh, by a couple other soldiers that are working uh, by torchlight. Um, but Zeriel doesn't really give them any kind of mind and if anything it looks like she's purposely trying to avoid looking as she uh, continues on past and towards the woods at the base of the mountains as you guys get there uh she looks at all of you once more oh uh right milia said to give you this and uh, she hands you, uh, Nia, a piece of paper. Oh, she said that it it might help. I I don't actually know what it is, but uh, maybe you will. And Nia will open the paper, kind of keeping it to herself. Okay. Uh, so reading over the piece of paper, um. You initially have a hard time kind of making out exactly what it says. Um, for a moment, it like it, it's definitely in a um, in a language that you don't ever remember speaking or even like reading or hearing about. But as you focus in on this, uh you do start to kind of pick up the um like the the words as they start to form and you come to realize that uh before you is a spell and as you read this spell you start to um get the the general sense of what this spell is supposed to do and uh basically it looks to almost be um a spell for a wall but as you go th- through the um specifics of exactly what this wall does you realize that there's actually uh quite a bit of different options that this wall has 
and you realize that you are reading the spell for Prismatic Wall. And she'll fold it up and tuck it into her tome and say, Please tell Malia thank you. Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, do you mind me asking? What, what is it? It's, um, it's a spell. Oh! That hopefully might be helpful. That's kind of weird, because I'm really good with spells, but I couldn't read it. How do you, how were you able to read it? Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's from the headband, isn't it? No, it is, uh, racial, or not a racial, a class, uh, Eyes of the Runekeeper. Oh, right, right, right. Um, just something that I could do that has to do with my magic. Sometimes it takes a bit, but I can, um, words just kind of make sense. Okay. And she shrugs. Okay, then. Um, well, it was so good to see you all. Um, if I don't see you again. Anyways, I'll see you again. Just if you have a way of letting me know, let me know and I'll come get you, I guess. Uh, otherwise, good luck. Thank you. And she and she opens up the uh, portal on the tree and steps aside to allow you guys through. I'm going to go last. I will go first. Follow directly behind Soleil. I'll take a quick glance at Farron and then go through the tree. I'm going to make eye contact with Cereal and give her just kind of like a nod and then step through. Okay. She gives you a warm smile back. And as the portal closes, you can see her just standing there watching until she has fully disappeared. So, you guys step through uh, this tree and um, out to the other side. And again, you are surrounded by an unnatural darkness. Um, those with dark vision still can see, but it's, it's darker than it should be, even with the moon overhead. Um, it is almost full and should be casting quite, quite a bit of light. And yet it's all as though it, it's not there. Can and, I see what the phase of the moon is supposed to be? Uh, what do you mean? Like we didn't during this day decide what phase of the moon that I was going to choose for it to be. But can I like see what the phase of the moon is in the sky currently? Oh, yeah, it's almost full. Um, It looks probably like a night away from full. Okay. If not full it, itself now. Okay. I shall keep this full moon. All right. And the full moon things. Okay. And uh, above you, you just uh, about 20 feet away, you do see the ledge that you vaguely remember stepping out onto as you had emerged from the cave. Um, it's not too difficult to climb, but it is a steep climb. And as you make your way up to the ledge, you start to get this overwhelming presence of dread, like just your anxiety and dread and fear that just wraps around you. And it almost makes your body sluggish. And I am going to need all of you to roll a wisdom saving throw. Oh. That's not good. 
first roll of the night for me at least Ooh, first roll of I the combat encounter okay 16 okay 11 oh no 18 okay 22 22 okay uh nisha being the tank that she is just shrugs it off and keeps on going uh farin following closely behind her um but you do start to notice nia kind of start to lag behind and it's almost as though like she be she's becoming too afraid to move any further nia are you all right um i don't i don't know uh, can I make an insight check to see if it looks like this is a magical effect? Uh, sure. Okay, that's a 21. 21, okay. Um, it is definitely not a magical effect. It is more of an aura or presence. Ah. Look, yeah. we... Oh, sorry, you go. We just have to keep pushing forward. We're We're almost there. Nia, if you would permit me... Perhaps this will make you feel a little bit better. I would like to cast a protection around you. At least until you would need to not have that. If the need should arise. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's fine. Okay. I would like to cast Death Ward around Nia. Okay. Sounds good. Um... So, Nia, as Celine casts this spell around you, uh, you do feel some of that heaviness that has kind of sank into your limbs lift a little bit. It's still making your movements a little bit sluggish, and your heart is pounding in your chest, but you're able to keep going. And um, as you guys make your way up to this ledge and into the cave. Um, that feeling subsides ever so slightly. And the further you make your way down the tunnel, the less that it impedes your movement. Did we like narrowly escape having to also fight the Night Stalker? Possibly. <laughs> oh, guys. <laughs> We don't have time for that. We don't have spell slots for that. <laughs> we don't have the so, HP for that. I'm assuming that one of you uh, lit a torch as you guys are making your way down this narrow, dark tunnel. Yeah. Um, I'll just cast Sacred Flame to Cantrip, and it saves from like having to actually hold something. So we have free hands. Baron also has a torch, just in case. Okay. You're going to cast Sacred Flame every six seconds? Yeah. Or, or <laughs> come with this, I have the light cantrip. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, yeah, we could do that. I mean, yeah. 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 I also have dancing lights. Casting we, Sacred yeah. Flame every six seconds is like having like a really shitty lighter. That like yeah. Goes yeah. Every six seconds and you're like, oh, oh wait, I, I also <laughs> have dancing lights. I think I'll just, I'll do that. I'll cast dancing lights so that. Okay. And I've got a torch, just in case. <laughs> okay, we're covered at least. We're okay. actually incredibly like, bright. <laughs> yeah. So Lee's in the corner trying to get this lighter to light as Nia's like got this. 
these lights up being like, ah, you good? Like, I mean, I also have dancing lights. I will abandon my shitty lighter. <laughs> okay. I just thought that would be a little bit more theatrical. This is a... <laughs> It's definitely one of those moments that, like, these idiots are going to save the world. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I can just picture Nisha standing, like, in between Nia on one side, Celine in the other, and then looking between the two of them, like, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> Grand High Sorceress of the Kingdom. Oh my god. And the other's a princess. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So lit by uh, these faint blue globules of light as you guys make your way down this uh, narrow tunnel back towards the Black City that you guys uh, had once traversed through as you left. Um, you eventually do come upon it, and it is here that you n- notice that there now is a source of light. Uh, it's almost like a blood red in nature, and you're not entirely sure where this source of light is coming from, um, but it's enough that... It's you, you no longer need a source of light yourself. And it casts this extremely uh, airy kind of glow to the black city, the way that it reflects off of this um, black obsidian material that the buildings are carved out of. Um, But as you overlook the city, you do not notice any sort of movement, at least at first glance. So we're like standing at the top of the ledge, like yeah. So you guys have made your way down the tunnel, and you guys are currently um, at the ledge that goes like it, it kind of overlooks uh, the the Black City. So you've got um, roughly about a sixty foot drop, um, and then it kind of levels back out again into the city. DM, do I notice any movement at second glance? I sure hope it does. <laughs> DM, just the road work ahead. <laughs> I sure hope it does. We need to not be in a panic attack mode. This is the only way Jupiter. This is a panic response. <laughs> Can I can I roll a perception check to see if there's anything shifting around in the shadows of the city? Yes, you may. All right. Well, golly gee, that's a 13, so. 13, okay. Uh, as far as you can tell, there is no no- movement in the city streets or in any of the windows of the buildings that you can uh, make out. All right, coast is clear. Can, can I detect magic? But, like, focus on the space in front of me, not on our fragments. Like, uh, I'm, sure. I'm, like, specifically trying to see if there's, like, any warding or any, like, like uh, alarm spells or anything that's going to, like, announce our presence or impede our progression forward. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sure. Just uh, keep in mind that it is in only a 30-foot radius. Um, so, mm-hmm. it... 
if anything, like you'll only be able to see, you know, partway down this cliff. So you won't be able to see the ground until you start making your way down. Okay. Can I hold that detect magic until we're like at the base of this, um, like, uh, slope down? Uh, yeah. I mean, it is a concentration spell, but it does last up to 10 minutes. So that'd be more than enough time to make your way down. Yeah. Okay, cool. May I cast Pass Without a Trace on the party? Okay, for sure. Uh, and may I also, uh, Nia, w- w- with your permission, there's, there's one more sort of protection I can give you. I mean, are you sure you guys don't want to use some of these for yourself? I, yeah. I'm, th- this one is, okay. is probably going to help you out a little bit more. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to cast non-detection on Nia, which means that for the next eight hours uh nia as a willing creature uh cannot be targeted by any divination magic or perceived through uh scrying means magical scrying sensors uh she's hidden entirely from divination magic okay all right good to know i will mark that you're set for the next eight hours you can't drop dead (laughs) and you can't be sensed Indeed. All right. So, are you guys uh, making your way down, or is there anything else you would like to prepare? I think I'm just going to look at my party members and just really, like, really look at their faces and then just nod and then start heading down. Just to be on the safe side, Nisha's going to draw her Phoenix Blade. And just have it at the ready as they make their way down. Um, okay. Once Celine started walking away, um, Nia just quickly to both Farron and Nisha it goes, If I fall today, I need you to keep Celine safe. I need you all to live, and that includes her. And I promise you to do whatever I can. Nia. You you have my word. Whatever happens is is your decision to make, and I'm just here to support you no matter what happens. Obviously, I'm going to try to keep you alive with every last fiber of my being, but if that ends up not being the case, you have my word that Celine will make it out okay. And she grasps both of your hands and says, thank you. Now, let's go. Okay, so you guys uh, start to make your way down to the bottom. Uh, Soline, your detect magic is picking up a lot. Uh Uh-oh. A lot of it being mostly divination magic, a lot of it being um, also uh, abjuration magic as well. Um, It's not any specific area it's more so just in the air all around well then and would casting dispel magic do anything because it's there's nowhere to focus or would that still do something um i would probably say that dispel magic wouldn't work because you do need like a specific target Mm -hmm. And 
here it is very hard to pick a specific target um, because you do not know exactly like where the magic is coming from. It's just all around. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you make your way further down to the bottom of uh, this cliff to where the city lays, um, it gets thicker. Well, someone's trying to divinate our presence and picking up a lot of magic meant to sense when someone arrives. And then they're only getting three of us. So we still have the element of surprise. Our ace in the hole. Indeed. All right. Are you guys making your way through the city? Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. I think probably to the, like, temple-ish building that we saw when we were first here. Like, the big main square building. Uh, sure. If you guys are moving moving stealthily, please roll me a stealth check and then add a plus 10 for pass without a trace. Awesome. All right. Uh, 15. Only got a 5. Oh, no. But 15 16. because pass without trace. <laughs> oh! 16. oh 16 with pass without a trace. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. Okay. Okay, uh, 37. What? Okay. <laughs> I'm similar. 33. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. Me, me and Celine. are just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So clearly, uh, moving stealthily is not your guys' forte. Um, however, you guys do feel like you haven't uh yet drawn attention to anything that may still be lurking around the city as you make your way uh to the center um coming across the uh large initial building that you guys had explored when you first made your way through here are you guys going in nia are you ready as i'll ever be i'm going to hold nia's hand uh, and walk in together. Oh. Not to rain on the parade, but do you think it's this building? Or the initial room we woke up in? Perhaps more likely the, the room where we woke up, where that bowl was. Mm. Yes. As much as I hate to say it, the, uh, the bowl full of blood is probably our best bet. You know what, actually, that makes a lot more sense, because that's also where we fell originally, so that's where we were fighting Baltog originally. All right, yes, let's go there, and then we'll have our dramatic farewells and preparation uh, shortly. Okay, so to clarify, you are not going in the building? Correct. Yeah, I think we're heading to the... We're, we're going to pass through the town back to where we initially woke up before we entered the town. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, so you guys continue on your way through the town. Uh, you do not come across any of the uh, any of the fallen or uh, anything else that is alive in any kind of manner. Um, however, this heavy magical presence around you is 
very, very prominent. And while the rest of you cannot necessarily see it, uh, you can certainly feel it. it. It's almost like this buzz, like electrical static in the air. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was just thinking too. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> it's the anxiety. Let's go. I'm ready. No, it's things. fine. <laughs> It's fine. Um, so, uh, you guys make your way across. There is a bit of a slope in order to get up. Um, not as much as the uh, cliff that you had to climb down on the other side of the city. Um, but you can certainly uh, now see the tunnel that goes further down into the mountains as you uh, come up to the top of this slope here. As you enter the tunnel... You all hear a voice. Where is she? She's not of your concern. No voice answers you back. Are you pressing forward? Yeah. I guess we kind of have to. Yeah. Okay. So you guys press forward into this tunnel. And again, as you make your way down, it starts out, you know, a comfortable size. Um, and as you make your way down, it grows narrower and narrower and narrower until it's almost a little claustrophobic where you've only got just enough room uh, to single file make your way down. Um, and then it opens up into this little pocket. And before you stands that door shut, but it is very, very obvious that this is the door that you had once opened. We're not going to die today. We are going to be triumphant. We are going to permanently get rid of this horrific demon who's been plaguing us for far too long. We are going to be victorious. We are going to give this thing one hell of a fight. Old Baltog ain't gonna know what hit him. Nia is just staring at the door very intensely. Whatever it takes, friends. Alright. Are you guys stopping here to take a rest, or are you guys pressing onward? Um... I don't know if I necessarily feel comfortable resting here. No. (laughs) I'm just gonna grab Nia's hand. And squeeze really hard. And just kind of like, it's time then. Let us be rid of it. Nia's just still staring down the door. She's kind of like zeroed in like tunnel vision at that door. Alright, I'm just gonna go open the door then. (laughs) It's time. Okay. As you take a step towards the door, again, you hear that voice. Where is she? coming to kill you and I'm gonna slam open the door as dramatic as that would be it does not slam open oh I'm just gonna be rebuffed <laughs> and uh <laughs> so Lee like shoulder as- checks the door and bounces right off <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. as you do touch it though a portion of the writing around the door lights up oh so we all have to touch the door I should have gone last. All right, next. Next person, Uh, go touch the door. Farron walks up and puts one hand on the door. 
Okay. Next portion of the writing lights up. Nisha walks towards the door, gripping her sword in her right hand. She places her left hand on it. We come bearing gifts. And the next portion lights up. Mia holds her tongue close to her chest and walks to the door and puts her hand on it. And the last portion of the text lights up. And there is a moment where all is quiet and you're not 100% sure if the door is going to open. And then you hear this loud creak and the door breaks into a million pieces and crumbles to the ground. I feel like that's not up to code. No, it's very shoddy craftsmanship. You know, you know, figures from our old pal Baltog. <laughs> Doesn't pay his workers appropriately at all. And you know the guy, he couldn't dump out piss from a boot if the instructions were written on the heel. No, truly. He doesn't have the proper uh, Allen keys for any of this. All is silent as you guys step into the chamber. Before you, you see the narrow walkway and the platform that is surrounded by the ever-falling pit. In the middle, in a circle, stands the four pillars that you guys remember seeing when you had walked out here. And at each pillar, there is a torch that is lit. And standing in the middle of this circle is a dark figure. And he turns towards you. And you don't see any features. It's like a shadow. And it grows in size, standing at about eight, maybe nine feet. As it regards the four of you. Does anyone know Major Image? Uh, I actually do. That ain't scary. I mean, Celine can do that. Show yeah, him, Celine. No, no. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to grow 10 feet tall. <laughs> 12, actually. I want to be, like, really intimidating. <laughs> can I do that? Can I actually, can I try to intimidate by growing 10 feet tall? Uh... You can certainly try it. You don't know if it will have any effect, but go ahead and make an intimidation check. And also grow 10 feet tall. Okay. Yeah. Well, illusion yourself <laughs> to look as yeah, though yeah, you've grown yeah, 10 yeah. feet tall. Yeah. 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 We got. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 14 plus 5 is 19. <laughs> 19. <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The figure just stands there looking at all of you guys at least you think he's looking at you you're not entirely sure as he has no eyes oh well this is gonna be easy then but he holds out a hand and a long slender finger curls as though beckoning you forward specifically at nia Nia, I think you should walk forward last. If we can be buffers so that you can perform the rituals that you must, let so, us be so, your protectors one more time. What's this about a ritual? I, I thought we were going down swinging. Yes, we are going down swinging, but I don't recall if we learned what the fragment parts to do. I think Nia has to do the fragment 
ritual to permanently seal. No? Is that not how it works? I think we needed to do more yeah. research. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great thing to find out halfway through the finale. Uh-huh. I was just thinking about, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember if we ever learned how to do the fragment thing. I think we were just going to kill Balta. Yeah, can we do that? <laughs> I guess Mia. we'll find out. <laughs> we're going to try. Mia, I need you to roll a wisdom saving throw. Oh, God. You know, I'm going to get a different dice because that one has not been very nice to me. 15. Oh, 15? Yeah. Okay. Uh, as Selene and Farron are talking, uh, you feel this tug in your chest as this figure motions you to step forward. And you catch yourself as you take that step and you will yourself to remain still. And it's difficult you you have a hard time not taking that second step but after a moment you do resist that urge and it does fall away that initial step forward misha is going to like crouch as if she's about to like leap on the figure stick her arm out in front of nia and just let out this guttural growl no not our friend. Not today. At that, can I just cast Moonbeam? Okay. Can I just? You're gonna. You're gonna cast Moonbeam. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Go for it. I think. I think so. That's a con save. Con save of. Of the save is seventeen. Okay. Well, that's a natural eighteen okay. plus a whole lot. Half <laughs> damage, but- bitches. Okay, roll the damage. Oh, I'm doing that. I just have to collect all my dice. Okay. Um, nine, ten, three. What's nine, ten, three? Nineteen. Twenty-two. Uh, Twenty-two. Twenty-two. So, uh, twelve. Twelve? Okay. Uh, radiant uh, damage. <laughs> Pop off demon. You, you get the sense that as this uh, moonbeam slams down into this dark figure it doesn't quite have as much effect as you were expecting it to and this figure grows taller engulfing this entire platform that it is standing on and you blink and one minute you're in this cavern and the next you're standing on nothing it's just this empty space um of basically mirrored water of just water and sky mirrored water and sky mirrored and it goes on for as far as the eye can see and this dark figure ever looming starts to take a little bit more of a presence, like a, an actual form. Rather than just being a, a blob of shadow, it actually um, starts to form these tall, spindly legs. This gutting rib cage and these long arms that are so 
disfigured and gnarled. You're not even sure that they're supposed to work as arms should. Um, And they almost sweep the floor with how long they are in comparison to how tall this figure is. And the head of it becomes this almost animalistic skull. Um, And where the eyes should be are just black voids. And it looks at all of you as tendrils of darkness kind of wisp off of its figure. So you have brought the saint. Good. Then let us finish this. I need you all to roll initiative. (laughs) We are going down swinging. (laughs) 18. Okay. I also got 18. Ooh. 19. Well, I have okay. zero decks, so... Well, I have negative one. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Farron, you got 19? That's correct. Okay. 12. Okay. Sounds good. So, uh... So, Beltog goes first. <laughs> of course he does... Yes. Okay. Um, so he is uh going straight after Soline. Cause you are the one that hit him first. Yeah, get sucked. So, uh he is going to make three attacks against you. Okay. Um, all of them are gonna hit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I need... Where's my D8s? Oh, oh. God. <laughs> uh, yep. And then... That one. Okay. So, uh, this is all bludgeoning damage. So, the first one is going to be 10. Okay. The second one is going to be 11. Okay. And the third one is going to be 12. Okay. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm uh, okay. <laughs> on, on top of that, oh, you're God. also going to take uh, eight necrotic damage. Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> Everything's okay. Um, and those eight hit points that were dealt by necrotic cannot be restored until the start of his next turn. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> so just... Keep that in mind when, if you ever heal. Okay. No, I'm fine. Yep. It's okay. <laughs> I can totally take like so many more of those. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. There's, yeah. There's no problem here at all. Yeah. Good that God. literally wasn't like over half my HP in total. No, not at all. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I think. Let's see. No, I think that's that's gonna be his turn. He's uh so as um as this figure kind of starts to form, it it doesn't give you any chance to react as it comes forward standing right in front of you and its claws just break through you, almost pulling some of your essence with it as uh, it hits you three times. And that is 
uh, going to be his turn. So next is going to be Farron. All right. Um, I am going to cast. I'm going to cast Summon Fae Being. Um, and that okay. is that is going to summon a Fae Being. Uh, within ninety feet. Can I summon it right next to this guy? Yeah. Sure. Okay. What are you summoning? Um. Well, according to the Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, a description. I, I get mm-hmm. to pick either Fuming, Mirthful, or Trixie, uh, and I am going to make it Fuming, which means it gets advantage on uh, its first attack roll every turn. Okay. Um, except for the first turn. Uh, and that is it. That is my action. Um, so now there's a giant fey being that's helping us out. And as my bonus action, I'm going to hide behind a pillar. Can I? Or the there- pillars are gone. No, it's it's just water and sky. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Uh, in that case, my bonus action is hanging out. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Uh, next is Celine. Um, when we teleported from that main big chamber, um, mm-hmm. did my moonbeam come with us? Uh, I... I will say no, it did not, because you are technically on a different plane right now. Gotcha. I would like to cast Moonbeam then at fourth level. That okay. 4d10 con saving throw. Half on a save. Okay. Um, that con save you said? Yeah. Uh, okay. So a uh, con save is going to be 15. Ha! Full damage. Ooh! 10, 15, uh, 20. 20 points? Okay. Um, Sorry, what type of damage is it? Radiant. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Uh, Sorry, Farron, go ahead with your fake creature. My apologies. Okay, not a problem. Um... It is going to uh, attack with its uh, short sword, which is, ah! (laughs) and I believe, see, I have it written here as being of the fifth level on my character sheet, uh, but the Mm -hmm. spell description says it's a third level spell. I think I cast it as at the fifth level as part of my class feature. I think that is, Correct. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then yeah. it gets two attacks. Uh, so it's going to make the first one uh, with its short sword, which is going to be uh, my spell attack modifier to hit, which it's great that I don't have a good one. Um, first attack is an eight to hit. Does that hit? Nope. But, that does not right. hit. Oh. Uh, second attack is uh, 21 to hit. Does that hit? Uh, 21 will hit. Yay. Yeah. Thank God. Um, okay, it does 1d6, which is 3, plus 3 is 6 damage, plus 5 piercing damage, plus 6 force damage. So 6 melee damage, uh, I guess slashing, 6 force damage, and 5 piercing damage. Okay, perfect. Uh, and as a bonus action, it's going to phase step, which... Uh, moves it up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space mm-hmm. it can see, and now it has advantage on the next attack roll it makes before the end of... Oh, the end of this turn. Okay, all right. In that case, 
um, the the Fae is going to teleport in another spot that is directly beside uh, Mr. Baltog. And so if he moves, that sweet, sweet opportunity attack is going to be all the sweeter. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Uh, so as it slashes into this uh, dark figure, you um, do notice that while it does kind of go right through, not really connecting with anything, um, it it doesn't look like the intent intended damage is any less. So next on the list is Nia. Okay. Um, Nia is going to cast crown of stars um and as she does you all see um around the crown of her head um seven um star-like things appear um and then as a bonus action she's going to reach up and kind of grab one and throw it at beltog okay is that an attack or a save um it is an attack Go ahead and roll your attack then. Uh, natural 16 plus 9, right? That we talked about earlier. 10? No, 5. 5. Ten. No, plus 5. Uh, so 21. 21. Okay. 21 hits. Okay. Go ahead and roll damage. Okay. So 4d12. Um, and then quick point of order um, for uh, one of the, the traits I have. Uh, Radiant Soul says that for anything that deals radiant or fire damage, I add my charisma modifier to, uh, to the roll. So it says to add your charisma modifier to one radiant or fire damage roll of that spell against one of its targets. Is that for any spell, or is that just like a once a day thing or anything? Uh, that one, if I remember correctly, is uh. Any spell that is radiant. One second, let me. Um, uh, okay, so radiant soul is um is like a part of your is an activation. Um, it's so you would have to activate it first, um, and then basically, yeah, and then basically it lasts for one minute. Um, or until you end it, and then um, any time you use a um, spell that would deal radiant damage, then you add that modifier to it. Okay. Does that cast? But it, it is an action. Uh, it's to an action activate. Okay. okay. Um, well, in that case, it will just be thirty-five points of radiant damage. Okay. Sounds good. Thirty-five points of radiant damage to our lovely god. <laughs> Um, next is going to be Nisha. Nisha is feeling, after watching the figure absolutely smash the crap out of Selene, she's feeling, like, feisty. So she reaches into her vestment, pulls out the potion of heroism, uncorks it with her teeth, and then spits the cork at the figure and downs the potion. All right. Sounds good. So you may take those temporary hit points. Okay. okay. And is there anything that you are doing as a bonus action? Uh, not at this moment. No, she's just going to ready herself with her sword and wait for that potion to take effect. Okay. Sounds good. 
Uh, so back to the top of the round then. It is now Beltog's turn. Um, he is going to turn to Unia, and he is going to make his three attacks. Ooh, okay. Uh, first one does not hit. Um, the second one is going to hit, and the third one is going to hit. So two attacks. Um, so that is going to be seven points of damage, uh, plus ten points of damage, and then uh, it is going to be seven points of necrotic damage. And those cannot be restored until his next turn. And then he is going to teleport 40 feet away. Oh, I was right beside him. So I get to have my opportunity as well. Nope. No? So because he is teleporting, it does not provoke an attack. <sighs> so same with Farron? Mm-hmm. That's some bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is a god. Yeah. That is going to be his turn. Uh, so next is Farron. All right. I, uh, seeing that, you know, the, the creature that I have summoned, the big guy, is not doing a whole lot, allegedly. Allegedly. Um, I'm, I mean, I, 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 it sounds like I was going to do something cool. I am just going to shoot this guy. Um, can I shoot him? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Make your attack. All righty. That's going to be uh, 19 to hit. Oh, 19 just hit. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, this is just with my regular bow, my regular regular bow. Um, that's going to be five plus three. That's eight piercing damage. However, as uh, my bonus action, I'm going to, or with my dreadful strikes as a class feature, I'm going to deal an extra 1d6 uh, psychic damage to this guy, which is two. That's two psychic damage uh, to this god. Uh, and then I'm going to shoot him again because if it ain't broke, don't stop doing it. All uh, right, go for it. That's uh, 22 to hit. Yep, definitely hits. Alrighty. That's 11 piercing damage. Okay. Alrighty. Uh, and now it's the big guy's turn. Yep, go for it. Okay, so the the fey being, uh, who I'm gonna say is like an like an ogre, like a Shrek style ogre. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if we can say that on the podcast, but I, I don't know. It's like the like book is, is is the book public domain? No, it can't be. No. Uh, anyways, no, I don't think so. Uh, well, good thing it has advantage because it with without, but with advantage, that is a twenty four to hit. Yeah, it definitely hits. Okay, and then that does the uh, 1d6. So that's 5 plus 3 plus 5. That's 13 plus 1d6 damage, force damage. Um, that's 16 damage overall, uh, three of which is force damage, five of which is piercing, uh, the rest of which is, I, I believe, just uh, slashing a short sword melee weapon attack. And then it's going to follow up with a second attack. Um, ooh, that's an 18 to hit. Uh, 18 just misses. Ah, so it just misses on the second hit. Uh, and then it's going to, again, teleport very, very close by to this big guy. 
Okay. Sounds good. Uh, next up is Celine. <clears throat> I'm just going to move my moonbeam and do another moonbeam. Because um, it's still there, so I'm going to just use it. And then constitution saving throw. Uh, sorry, it is not there, so you would have to recast it. What do you mean it's not there? Your moonbeam? Oh, yeah. sorry, you did it last. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Nope, it, my it, bad. It lost. Yeah. I'm I'm keeping count of how long, so I have it knocked down as one yes. right now, and then I'll have it knocked down. So 10 round, one minute. Um, yes. With concentration. Yeah. Go, sorry, go ahead. Okay. Um, and then con save. Con save, okay. That's uh, sounds good. That's a natural 20. Okay, well, 15 minus, or divided by 2 is <laughs> a number that is seven i believe because do we round down or up seven or eight uh round down okay seven so seven yeah uh kai i think these dice need to go in dice jail because you're rolling too well I for think so the too. enemy <laughs> <laughs> these are my favorite dice because they roll well <laughs> <laughs> all right next on the list is uh nia um, okay. Uh I am going to cast Guardian of Faith and have it appear next to Beltog. Um Okay. And then also I don't know if this would be relevant, but with the Crown of Stars, I am shedding bright light in a 30-foot radius right now. Don't know if that changes anything. Okay. Um and then Nia is again going to reach up, grab one of the stars, and Throw it at Beltog. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, go ahead and roll your attack. Natural 18 plus 5, so 23. That'll definitely hit. The math is my least favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then that is going to be 31 points of radiant damage. Ooh, nice. All right. 31 points of radiant damage just slam into this dark figure. Uh, almost knocking it off balance as it kind of stumbles for half a second. And uh, as the head whips around to look at you, you swear you see it kind of like bare its teeth if it had any lips to curl to do so. Nia just kind of does the same back. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up is Nisha. Nisha is going to step forward uh, just 10 feet towards the figure, still leaving that 30-foot gap, and she's going to line up a shot with her longbow and fire directly at the figure. Okay. Uh, 23 to hit. 23 hits. Nine points of piercing damage. And then since she is a fighter, we're going to do that two more times. <laughs> okay, go for it. Uh, that will be a 19 to hit. Just hits. And that one is eight points of piercing damage. Okay. And the third. 23 to hit. Mm-hmm. Nine points of piercing damage on the last shot. 
Okay, perfect. So as you uh, pull out uh, these three shots towards um, this figure, um, you you start to notice that, like, even though you guys are slamming into this figure with everything you've got, it's just not taking a whole lot of damage to it, and it's almost like it's unaffected. Why? <laughs> Can I? So, oh, top of the um, round. Uh, Galtog is going to uh, turn to your fey being and is going to make his three attacks. No! <laughs> uh, so the first one is 16. Uh, just misses. Okay, the second one is also going to miss. And the third one is a natural 19. That's 12. That hits, yeah. Plus oh my 12. god. Yeah, you know, plus 12. It's fine. Oh. You only hit once. Yeah, how much damage can you do? Uh, Well, it'll be nine points of bludgeoning uh, damage and uh, two points of necrotic. All right. So not it's quite okay. catastrophic. It's still but... kicking. Still kicking. Yep. All right. Um, so he is also now going to um cast hold person on you, Nia. Oh, so I need you to make a wisdom save. You gotta be fucking kidding me. No! Oh, it's in that one. Oh my god. Nia! Also, just real quick, I don't know if he's within 10 feet of the Guardian of Faith or not. Uh, he is, yes. So I did mark down the damage from it. Okay. <laughs> but it's not as much as you'd yeah. expect. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you are paralyzed. Um, you, can still, you can still attack. You just can't move. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then... If you want to try and break free, you can use your action to try and uh, re-roll your wisdom saving throw. I'll go. Yeah. So you are currently being held. So um, as you're kind of uh, standing there concentrating, these tendrils of darkness whip up from the uh, water beneath your feet and grab hold and kind of... Uh, almost tighten as they slither their way around your, um, your form. And they keep you rooted in place. And that is going to be his turn. Uh, so Farron, you are next. I am going to cast Dispel Magic on Neo. Nice. I was going to do that next turn. <laughs> okay. And Sounds good. Then I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark on this guy as my bonus action. Okay. Uh, let me just double check. I, I don't know if I actually have to hit with an attack to cast that. Uh, no, I do not. Great. No. Oh, don't. I don't know if I can have it up at the same time as my fake creature. I don't think I can. Um, uh, a, is your fake? Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's definitely concentration. I can drop concentration. It'll still last for a minute. But with concentration, he sticks around for up to an hour. So I think that's more worth it. Uh, and in that case, my turn is over and it is the face turn. So. Okay. Our, our great 
our our jolly green giant is going to uh make one slash with that short sword with advantage uh which misses Mm -hmm. and then a a regular attack with the short sword a regular regular one which also misses and then it's going to howl with frustration and uh teleport as close as it can to uh baltog and that is its turn okay sounds good all right, so next is Soleen. Uh, I can't decide if I want to attack again or if I want to try to, like, do, like, either a history or arcana or a religion check to see, like, if we have to use the fragment weapons to kill this guy or, like, like just what we're supposed to do other than just, like, beat down an impossible mm. battle kind of thing because if it's not really doing anything like i'd rather not continue to use up our spell slots the, the fragments don't like voltron together do they i feel like that's kind of the vibe here <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that's kind of what we're supposed to do uh what would that be kai what would i have to roll um, I would say go ahead and uh just make a general intelligence check just to like see like yeah, what we're supposed to do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, please not 20. Please, please, please. Oh, okay, 18. 18. Okay, plus your intelligence modifier. That was plus my intelligence mod. Okay. Um so you like you can definitely tell that your your regular attacks have not been hitting as hard as you would expect them. Um but you have noticed that every single time that Nia has hit it, uh it has been hitting it quite hard. Mm-hmm. Uh so you get the sense that uh the fragments that you were blessed with are going to be able to do more damage than anything else. Okay. Can I use my free action to speak to my party? <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, uh, Celine's gonna say, use your fragment weapons. It's going to do more damage. We're barely getting anywhere with our regular spells, save Nia, who's able to just be the one who's supposed to face Beltog anyways. Use your fragments. Okay. Uh, Nia, you're next. Alright. Um, how close am I to everybody? Um, I would say you're probably like 10 to 15 feet. Okay. Max. Okay. Nia, seeing everybody kind of getting beat up is going to cast Prismatic Wall, specifically as a 30-foot-wide uh, sphere around us. Okay. Sounds good. All right. And that is going to be your turn? Um, Quick thing. Um, It says that, like, for some of the layers that, like, range attack can't get through or oh, also designating at the time of the casting of the spell that me and my party can pass through and be near it without being harmed. Um, 
And then when it says mm-hmm. that like ranged attacks can't go through or magical ranged attacks, does that just mean like at us or can, do we have to leave the sphere to attack? Um, let's see here. Sorry, which color are you? Um, it actually looks like it's all of them. The wall consists of seven layers, each with a different color. When a t- creature attempts to reach into or pass through the wall, it does so one layer at a time through all the wall's layers. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. Um. Okay, so the wall remains in place for the duration. Sorry, just double checking here. Um... I am going to say that as part of naming the uh, people who can pass through the wall without harm, um, that also does include any magic or ranged attacks by them, um, just because it doesn't specifically say. But yes, I will say that it does not include your party. Okay, so if we're inside, we can like shoot stuff out. Yes. Cool. Correct. So it's cast. And then All right. um and then bonus action, grabbing one of those stars and just chucking it again. Okay. Sounds good. Uh natural 19 for a 24. Very nice. All right. Go ahead and roll damage. Not as good on the damage this time. Uh 16 points of radiant damage. 16 points of radiant damage. Okay. Perfect. All right. So, uh, is that your turn? Yes, that is my turn. Okay, Nisha. Nisha, seeing the wall come up, um, looks at her longbow and drops it. She draws Phoenix, holds it close to her mouth, and whispers, Yes. And you watch the normal ashen sword grow alight with flame. She turns over her one shoulder, looks at the party, don't let me fall, and pushes through the wall, put encroaching in on Beltog, and is going to attack him with the flaming sword three times. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, go for it. Uh, for expediency, we got see her um a 29 to hit a 25 to hit and a 19 to hit i'll hit so because they hit um beltog is now on fire it can choose mm-hmm. to use one of its actions to roll to put the fire out um but at the start of each of its turns it will take 1d6 of fire damage as a part of this okay Sounds good. So that is going to be 10 points of slashing damage and Mm -hmm. 8 points of fire damage. Okay. For all three hits or for just just, just putting it all together? Okay. Sounds good. All right. Uh, So as you cut through this uh, dark figure, you can see the flames almost kind of burn away at it for a second before the darkness quickly reforms um, in the space that was left behind uh, by these flames. Um, and, and as you watch these flames move, or sorry, this darkness move to reform what the flames had pulled away, um, you can see that there's 
a little bit less darkness that is rolling off of this figure. Uh, if that is going to be your turn, it is now Beltog's turn. Nisha, though, seeing that, like, just she's going to chuckle to herself and then just look at the void that is Beltog's eyes and go, I got you. Okay. Uh, he is going to return the favor and make three attacks against you. Uh, so the first one is going to be 14. Hit. Uh, the second one is going to be 20. Hit. And the third one is going to be 28. Okay. And sorry, does 14 hit you? 14 does hit, yeah. Oh, no! All right. So three attacks. Uh, whew. That is brutal. Um, so it's going to be 14 plus 14 plus 10. Oh my, okay, 38 points of damage. 38 points of bludgeoning damage plus another seven points of necrotic. Okay. That cannot be recovered until his next turn. Okay. All right. And that is going to be his turn. Uh, so, Farron, you are up. All right. Uh, Farron's going to kind of like, <laughs> I was going to say drop, but he's not going to drop his bow. He's going to put it on his back, and the soulbound fractal bow is going to appear in his left hand, and he's going to dispel the fey creature uh, as it kind of like fades into ether. And... um as a bonus action cast hunter's mark on uh the target which is baltog uh and okay go ahead and make a shot with the bow with a fractal arrow okay so go for god it. i hope i hit okay that's a 23 to hit that'll definitely hit okay so that's 1d8 uh which is 3 a plus dex which is so that's 6 damage um and let me let me pull this up again and then three fractals which each deal 1d4 plus one force damage mm-hmm. okay so that's going to be two three two uh so that's four plus three is seven so that's seven force damage uh plus from hunter's mark sorry sorry for being a ranger everyone uh, <laughs> plus from hunter's mark uh actually wasn't my choice this time um <laughs> This I'm going to deal one, yeah. 1d6, which is going to be uh, six damage. Uh, and then I am also going to uh, deal 1d6 via Dreadful Strikes, uh, which is another six. I, awesome. <laughs> and then I'm going to shoot it again. <laughs> okay. I only, I only get all the crazy bonus damage one time. Um, okay. Yes. Well, that's an 18 to hit. So that one just misses, but that's okay. Yes. That one will miss. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, so as you fire off this fractal arrow, um, you notice almost in the same way that the flames had eaten away at the darkness, uh, the way that the arrows impact this figure uh, kind of almost leaves a, a, a void for half a second. And then some of the darkness uh, quickly moves to fill that void again. And again, you see a little bit less that starts to flow off of this figure. Um, and as uh, I'm going to say, Celine, go. Okay. I am going to 
take out my dagger and I'm going to whisper to it, exalted. And then I'm going to try to throw it at Baltog. Okay. As a ranged, Go for it. ranged weapon. That is 19. 19 hits. Gorgeous. So I'm going to throw my dagger. And as I throw my dagger, I am going to turn into a smoky mist that uh, follows as the dagger is shooting towards this demonic being. And I am going to do... That is six points of psychic damage and four points of piercing damage. Okay. And then I'm going to appear just behind Baltog. As if the air, uh, as if the dagger just went straight through this creature, and I pop out on the other side, um, dagger in hand, and just kind of like turn around and face him, ready to to do more strikes. All right, sounds good. Dang, that uh, cool. <laughs> yeah, that was that was awesome. Yeah, he's a pretty cool um, dagger. <laughs> as you uh, land. On the other side of Beltog, uh, and whip around, poised and ready for your next strike. Uh, he lets out this blood curling laugh. <laughs> oh, you poor mortals. So, so enthralled with the idea that you have. The choice over your fate. No. No, you. You are meant to die. And when you do, no one will remember who you are. It is not us who is fated to perish, Baltog. Well, I suppose we shall see. Indeed. Nia, it is your turn. Okay. Um, I am going to use um healing light after seeing Nisha get rocked out there. Um to do some healing. Okay. I'm gonna go do, for it. I'm gonna do with terrible rolls. I'm gonna do four D6. Um where's not a lot? Uh for eight points of healing. That was terrible rolls. Okay, Nisha, you uh, receive eight points of healing. And then um, bonus action, throne star. Okay, mm-hmm. go for it. Natural 20. Oh, for 25. Nice. <laughs> okay, uh, so how I do natural 20s is you take the max damage that it would do. Um. So if it's like a D8, then you automatically have eight. Then you roll the dice and then you add that to the max damage. Okay. So basically like what would be max on one dice and then roll the damage and add it? Yes, oh. correct. Um, all right. That is going to be 39 points of radiant damage. Ooh, that hurt a lot. Uh, as this star slams into Baltog, you see him, uh, kind of catch himself as he, as, um, he loses balance for half a second and you can see it leaves this gaping hole in his chest and 
for a moment, like his arms have to almost contort in order to try and cover it. And it takes a second for the darkness to fill that void again, longer than it took anything else. And he looks up at you. You will pay. She just kind of smirks. Nisha, it's your turn. Nisha, feeling that little bit of healing just gets her fired up and reminds her why she's here and why she's doing this. And in a very cocky, arrogant manner, she licks her teeth and winks at Beltog, emboldening herself with fighting spirit. Um, so she's going okay. to get an advantage on her next set of three attacks, and she gets herself another temporary ten hit points. Nice. All right. Go ahead and roll your attacks. Okay. So the first is 29, and then yep. 24, and 27. So it'll be 14 slashing damage. Okay. And 16 fire damage. Very nice. All right. Sounds good. Uh, so as you slash into him, you can see that uh, it is taking longer and longer for these uh, empty pockets that are left behind by the weapons to refill and reform. And um, as you finish these attacks, he bursts into a yell and points at Nia. And Nia, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Oh no, no, oh no. This is this power word kill? Okay, but that's okay because you still have the death word. I mean it might also just not be power. Holy shit, I just got a natural 20. Ooh. Okay, 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 okay. So that's for a 19. Still, still. Okay. All right. So as he points at you, this feeling of dread sinks into the pit of your stomach and as it engulfs your body you hear die no and you take 50 points of necrotic damage oh god oh jesus so i had 39 so I think so it drops you to one. To one. Yeah, because you still have death wood. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I went through the wall. Mm-hmm. It did go through the wall. I'm actually shaking right now. <laughs> yeah. Thank God we did prep. Okay. So no more death word. Nope. Death Ward is now used. So, now it's Farron's turn. Alright, well, Farron's gonna take another shot at this guy. <laughs> uh, that's a nat one, it. so this one just goes flying. Yep. Uh, uh, but the second attack is gonna hit true, and it's gonna hit so true that Farron's gonna use a fractal arrow, the second of three. Uh, Alright. That's a 20 to hit. Okay. Okay. Go uh, ahead and roll your damage. Okay, so that's four plus three is seven, 
plus the all the magic missiles, the fractal arrows. That's mm-hmm. um, seven plus five is twelve. Plus four is sixteen. Plus another four is twenty. Uh, plus one d six from Hunter's Mark. Uh, is twenty four plus one d six from uh is it deadly glamour is that the name of the trait uh dreadful strikes yep uh dreadful strikes dreadful um twenty four that's plus five so twenty nine damage overall damn all right so that fractal arrow does indeed hit very true um in fact it hits him square in the chest right where Nia Star had hit him last time. And you watch as these arrows puncture through and the holes do not refill. We got them on the ropes. Keep it up. Starting to look pretty hurt. All right, Celine, you're next. Okay. <laughs> um, um, I don't want Nia to be alone over there. Uh, uh, Nia. On your, when you have a moment, can you heal yourself? Mia just kind of holds a thumbs up. <laughs> okay. Um, Celine's going to just try to stab again, but is like really okay. scared and wants to dimension door back over to Nia, but is gonna do this instead. Okay. Uh, nope. She's just gonna stand there. That was only a 14. Okay. So, yeah. So, the fear of Nia almost dying, you felt that death ward activate and it has rocked you so much that you just can't concentrate anymore. Mm-hmm. So, Lean's just Nia. so overcome with like panic and stress and is just like wants to do more, but she can't right now because there's too much going on. All right. Nia, it is your turn. Okay. Uh, I should should have probably confirmed this. I can use healing, uh, healing light on myself, right? Yes. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and do the the max that I can do, which is five d six, and hopefully this is better than before. Oh wait, sorry, sorry. Are you using a spell or are you using? I mean, your racial ability. The the racial ability is that on? Can I use that on myself or can I only use that on other people? Uh, yeah. So sorry. Uh, the racial ability you can use on yourself. Oh. Um, yeah, so if you're using the racial ability, then it is uh, a number of hit points equal to your level. Oh, wait. So it'd be a max of 12. Oh, wait, is this... Are you talking about something different? Because healing light, I have a a Um, pool of D6s that I can heal from that. You're using healing light? Yeah. Okay, so that one is a class ability. Oh, okay. I have a racial one? What's a Um... Yeah, the Asimars get Healing Hands, which is a racial. Uh, it's just like um, just equal to their level, so it would essentially be twelve. But um, I would say, oh, okay, I see. Uh, yeah, I'd say you can heal yourself with Healing Light. Okay, but I have I have Healing Hands. I must have missed that on there. Then- yes, Asimars get Healing Hands, and but then there's also. Healing light. <laughs> oh, I'll use uh yeah, I'll just use healing light just because it's yeah. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so that's 15 points of healing. 
So I'm at 16 now. Um, And then, once again, I'm throwing a star. Okay, go for it. Not as good this time. I only got an eight. So it does not hit. Okay. <laughs> no, it does not. Um, all right, that will will be my uh my turn then. Okay. Nisha, you're up. Nisha, seeing the fact the holes are no longer stitching together, is going to act action surge. So she's going to attack four times this go. Okay. Nineteen. Nat 20 for a total of 30. Nat 20? Uh, nice. Plus 10 for 30. <laughs> um, Very and then nice. 19 and 27. Okay, all hit. So go ahead and roll um, for your Nat 20. Uh, do your max damage plus your roll. So for the First, that we'll do the nat 20 first just to get it out of the way. Um, mm -hmm. It is 25 points of slashing damage. Oof. Okay. 12. 22 points of fire damage. Okay. For attack one. <laughs> Two. Yeah. I'll just add the rest together. Okay. Sounds good. So the next three, it'll be 22 points of slashing mm -hmm. 16 points of fire damage okay sounds good all right uh and again with each slash these wounds are no longer healing back together or restitching themselves and you can start to see the wear and tear that is being inflicted as these weapons carve into this dark figure and you can see it is increasingly becoming more frustrated as it's trying to uh, resist against what is uh, being done. All right. The top of the round, we are now back to Beltog. Um, uh, yeah, you know what? He gets two. Nia. Make a constitution saving throw. What? Oh, no. Nia, please don't drop dead. That's going to be an eight. Nia! Okay. So, uh, as Beltog is reeling in fury, he points over at Nia, and she instantly falls to the ground, unconscious. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Farron, you're up. God, I am not proficient in medicine. <laughs> uh, what can I even do? What do I have? What's my, like, trump card? I thought it was my big guy, but it turns out that was a, a distraction, a ruse. Placed a red herring placed on my character sheet. Um, seeing that Baltog is, like, an inch away from kicking it, Farron is going to keep up the assault so that's another okay. shot from the bow go for it uh that's only a 14 to hit so that one misses but the second one like the last one it's gonna be a fractal arrow and it's gonna hit true oh it's a 17 to hit unfortunately that misses all right well that's Farron's turn okay Solene. 
dimension door back over to Nia. Okay. And I would like to plead my case for being allowed to do a, a, um, a medicine check to stabilize. Sure. Um, how, how are you pleading your case on this? I am in an absolute panic rage state where she's just going insane with like anger and worry that she just musters up enough energy to perform this this thing, drawing on the full moon's energy and healing light to be able to just hold on to Nia and be like, I give you everything. I give you half of my soul. I give you half of my life force. I give you everything to keep you alive. You're not allowed to die, Nia. Let me save you this one more time. Okay. Roll your medicine check. <laughs> okay. My medicine is plus one. Okay. 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 It just needs to be at least a nine to get a ten. Just at least a nine to get a ten. Oh my god. It's literally a nine. <laughs> it's a ten. Okay. Um, I'm in cry. your state of panic. In your state of panic, uh, you realize that you don't know how how to fix whatever has been done. It, the The more you look at Nia, the more you realize that there are these black tendrils that are starting to creep off of her skin. And it does not take whatever you're trying to do in order to help her. Excuse me? My medicine check, my stabilizing the dead didn't work. Did not take, as far as you can tell. I'm gonna cry. Selena's just like shaking Nia in a panic. Like she's, she's like, you're not allowed to leave me like this. You're not allowed to go. You can't leave me like this, Nia. Wake up. Nia, somewhere, somewhere far away, you can hear Selene's voice say this, although it's faint. It's muffled, and it's hard to make out, but you get the general sense that something's wrong. But as far as you're aware, you're at peace. You don't feel pain or sadness anymore. It's just, it's nice. It's quiet. It's, it's just peace. Nashatanya. And the figure of Eos appears to you. Where do you want this to end? I... I don't... I don't want to die. I want to go home and see my father again and be with my friends. But I can accept that if I have to to save the world, I will. This death would not save the world. This death would doom it. Then it can't end here. Nor should it. And she places a hand on your chest, and light erupts from you, pushing out the darkness. And your eyes open, and they glow a bright, light blue. And you stand up, and I need you to roll 2d8 for me. Uh, a one and a two. Not great. Okay. It's enough. Beltag only had three hit points left. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> you kidding so me? As, <laughs> so as you stand up, 
this radiant light erupts from your body and almost like washes over the place, slamming into Beltog. And you distantly hear him scream as his form burns away under the light of this power emitting from your body. And for a moment, you just kind of stand there, almost floating in place, as your feet don't necessarily touch the ground, suspended by this power. And as the form of Beltog disappears, the power releases you, and you fall to your knees on the ground, alive, breathing heavy. So Lena's just going to embrace Nia and just cry on her shoulder so hard, like, you were not allowed to leave me. You are not allowed to be dead. Whatever well, I did, mean, whatever you did, Nia. Thank you, Nia. If you had that in you the first time, we wouldn't have had to do all this. I mean, I, I, th- I think that might have been a little bit of help from Aos. Well, it it seems to me to be the least she could do. Did she? tell you if we actually killed Beltog forever, or is this just going to be another cycle that someone else has to deal with? I didn't say, but to lock him away I had to die. I presume that if I'm still alive, we did something different. Perhaps the fragments really did work. Maybe he's gone for good. I mean, if he isn't, we're gonna have to be ready. I think we succeeded in our task. We did it once. How hard could it be to do it again? If it comes <laughs> down to it. Next time, I won't leave your side and we'll just keep death boarding you, Nia. <laughs> Can't well, put me through that again. Hope we never have to do this again. No. And as you guys are talking, the water and sky fades away and leaves you guys sitting on that platform in that dark cave, the torches out, and the pillars that were lined up ever so perfectly in a circle, broken and crumbled. Is like kind of like the darkness exactly. that we like sense before. Is that still there? Uh make uh just make a insight check. This dice is not like me. Uh an eleven? Eleven. Uh, you're still kind of recovering um, from whatever had happened, but you do get the sense, or at least you don't really sense that heaviness anymore. The fire is slowly going to fade back into the ashen phoenix blade. And Nisha, knees kind of like buckle a little bit. She steadies herself and then slowly just lowers herself down. So she's sitting on the floor and she's just going to look at the ruins around her to see if, yes, the pillars are broken. But is there anything else that stands out different about this space prior to combat? Um... Sure. Uh, make a perception check. Um, and I believe you have you don't have dark vision, so it would be at disadvantage. Unless somebody is putting out light. Yeah, I'll put Just out. Just Farron's glow and smile. Or that as well. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so just a straight roll then? Straight roll. Okay. Yeah. Oh, not good. Eleven. Eleven. Um, it's, yeah, the dancing lights, while they do give uh, enough light, uh, it's not quite as much as you would have expected and it is still a little bit hard to make out like the finer details of things but um as far as you can tell the uh pillars are the only thing that has changed about this room can i see if the blood bottle is still there uh sure um you go over to the runes of this pillar and you kind of have to move um some of the stone away um as it's been buried uh it is broken and dented but there is no trace of any blood anywhere good uh farron seeing that nisha sort of just collapsed is going to walk over to her and and kind of like lean down and pull out his water skin and be like i know you warrior types like to take in the battlefield after you uh do your business but uh best stay hydrated and i pass the water uh skin over to nisha <laughs> nisha looks up at farron you are an angel, aren't you? She takes a sip, pours a little bit over her head, and then hands it back to Farron. Well, it, it looked to me like you were working up a bit of a sweat out there behind the wall with Baltog while the rest of us were hiding behind in, well, like, I, I suppose relative safety considering what happened to Nia and all. And, you know, just want to say, good job, sport. Way to put in the work. Sorry, sorry, I my... really quick. Oh, sorry. My... <laughs> My, my pa never really gave me uh, words of encouragement. I'm not not really sure how to do this whole thing, but way to get him, champ. And Farron's going to like uh, punch Nisha in the shoulder very lightly. <laughs> and Nisha, who has like never heard a word of encouragement in her life either, is like, uh, yeah, I think that's exactly how those things go. Thank you, Farron. You shot very well as well. I wouldn't say it was my best work, but we got it done. <laughs> Celine's going to pipe up at Farron's comment about being the only one on the front line and turn around and say, did you not notice me turning into smoke and mist and then popping myself all the way through Baltog and literally standing right in front of him? Well, I saw a lot of smoke and mist. I, I didn't know it was you. Sorry, I was, I was busy. <laughs> well, <laughs> we were all on the front lines, Farron. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm more than happy to admit I'm more of a backline fighter myself. I mean, this thing, uh, ain't exactly great for close range. I, I hang back. I support how I can. And you did fantastic. Ah, well, you're too kind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I don't. I don't want to say it. Like I don't want it to be like in game. <laughs> I, I think. I think Nia should say that in character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But did you die? <laughs> did you die though? Like you took some. Business. Did you die? No, Nia. And I'm glad that I didn't because I am glad that we both got to make it out. Now, speaking of making it out, shall we exit this cruel place and go somewhere more pleasant? I think you ought to give my sister a ring. I think I can just teleport us straight back to the castle and then we can message from there. Ah, well, 
I suppose that works as well. Unless you wish to go straight back to Port Kalam and see her right now. Oh no, let's let's go to the castle and see the king and get our medals and, and all that and Indeed. we can finally wrap it up. All right. Uh, I'm going before to before we oh. before we do anything else, just putting it out there. Does destroying Beltog automatically get rid of the fallen? Should we go well, check? I think we're gonna find out either way. That's true. I would much rather get out of this dark place as soon as possible. Yeah, uh, Nia, on a scale of um, one to however many hit points you have, how do you feel? Like maybe a one. Yeah, we should probably get you out of here and get you some medical attention. Yeah, that does actually sound like the better idea. All right, well, you can actually. Oh, point of order, uh, Nia. Uh, you restored half your hit points back. Well, you can sit down for ten minutes and just relax anyways. I'm going to draw the teleportation symbol and we can get back to the castle. Farron is going to take a ten minute trance nap. All right. (laughs) Okay, so Celine, you go about drawing the teleportation circle um, and as it alights and you all step through, you can't help that despite this uneasy feeling of traveling by way of teleportation, uh, it's almost a sense of relief to be able to go back home. And as you step forward uh, through the circle into the castle, you find yourself in silence for a moment, and then the door bursts open. And you see a guard clad in full armor uh, standing there, breathing heavily as though he had ran. Princess. And he takes off and starts running the other way. Perhaps we should start making our way to the throne room. Neo is pretty much out the door right as the guard left too. She's like, where's my dad? (laughs) Ah, well, then I suppose we're in a rush. And Celine's going to run off with Nia. Farron is in hot pursuit. Uh, close it is. Uh, so are you guys following the guard or are you guys just heading straight for the throne room? Going wherever Nia is going. Would I get the sense that the guard was probably going to tell my father that I was back? Uh, if you chase him for a bit, you eventually come to the conclusion that he's more than likely headed towards your father. Yeah, I'm just right behind the guard. <laughs> Maybe even trying to overtake him. <laughs> like, nope. Okay. Um so you uh start following the guard and the two of you burst through the door at the same time and sitting on the throne is your father and he looks over at you his eyes red as though he's been crying in secret. Nashatania is it is it really you? And she just bolts at him and like just embraces him in just like the tightest hug she's maybe ever given in her entire life. And he returns that hug and just cries. Oh, my sweet girl. Oh, is it over? Did you do it? Is it gone? We did it. It's over. I am so 
Relieved to hear. I figured. I wasn't sure. Fallen had been dropping dead everywhere. Well, looks like that answers that question. <laughs> Indeed. Thank you, all of you, he says as he looks up at you four, or you three, standing behind Nia. And anything you need, please, let me know and I will provide it. Your Highness, without trying to overtake our lovely reunion and victory, can you tell us about this trophy room that was hidden in the castle? There was quite a many interesting artifacts in there. Oh, <laughs> uh, I can. It might be. Well, that's probably a conversation for another day, but... Long story short, they are very uh, powerful and dangerous artifacts that have been collected throughout the times. Any one thing in particular that you think is notable? I'm not too familiar with them myself, to be honest. Hmm. Then it took for another day. More than anything, I think it would be nice to just have us get back to our, our lives. Of course. That being said, Baron, what do you intend to do now that it is all over? I mean, I'm... I'm gonna go home. I know that Varric is the Night Stalker now, and that's, that's something. That's a piece of information to go on as far as getting everyone back home goes, but I'm just gonna try and mend the bridges that I quite literally burned. And that's a process that's going to take a while. And in elf years, a while in elf years, which is a while. <laughs> and Nisha? I'll return home and train other under my mother to become grand matron myself one day after I learn as much as I can from her. And Nia and Soline? I intend to remain and serve as Nia's Grand High Sorceress during her reign, staying by her side and protecting her, as I've always done and always will do. And Nia, who has spent so long preparing for her death, will now prepare to take the throne and lead her people. And you do so. And that is the end. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank this you was so much. Spectacular. Thank you for coming along. It's such a crazy journey. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank for you being so I, much, I need Kai. A DM.